0: I learned a lot. If you fell off sideways, you landed on the damp, uh, the darn cement over there. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. One of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And Corn Pop was a bad dude.
1: Oh, yes, Corn Pop he is a bad dude, Nick, a bad dude, much like my guest today. He is a stand-up comedian, and he is the host of the brand-new podcast, Finding Chemo, and it's available on Apple and Spotify. Mr. Nick Tyson. Nick, thanks for joining me, man. Oh, you bet, bud. Good to see you, Michael. So good to see you. We were just talking a little bit before, and it's been, you think, 15 years since we saw each other last.
0: Yeah, I think so, about that long. Yeah. Um... God, you know what? Let me think. Yeah, 50. Let's put it at 50. We'll say 200. <laughs> Let's just say the last time I was there, Moses was handing out stone tablets. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hold on. I've got something here. Hold on. Let me find it. I, I mean, we're totally going to miss the timing on it. You ready? Moses was handing out stone tablets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Got the old rim shot in there on my podcast. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. But in the beginning of it, it's a bad comedy club. Did you listen to any of it yet, or
1: I ha- I just subscribed to it. There's two episodes available, and so I downloaded them. So I'm going to listen to them tonight. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, you hear this mic squeal like feedback, and then there's a uh, me doing a New York accent, and it's just these uh, some bad cancer jokes. Is basically what it is. With one guy clapping in the background and a couple rim shots and stuff. A lady called. She says those cancer jokes. She said, well, they're not really bad, bad, but you shouldn't be. I said, look, I got cancer. Right. I can make fun of cancer. It's
1: okay. <laughs> so you've already offended somebody. Yeah. That's what we're hoping to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. I love it. Yeah. So the the new podcast, it's about cancer. You you were diagnosed with cancer recently. Yeah,
0: uh, about a year ago, I was diagnosed with, uh, first it was prostate cancer. And then I started having issues with numbness in my arm. And they thought maybe I had pinched a nerve or something like that. But then they did a PET scan and I had lung cancer. Oh, And then about three months ago, I found out that I also have uh, issues with my kidneys. So I got three types of cancer I'm fighting.
1: Oh my uh, There's Nick.
0: I removed a tumor from my left kidney, and that seems to be, uh, they got everything out, so that's really good. After I started, when I got the diagnosis on everything, I started chemo and radiation, and then I ended up getting COVID. So I was in the hospital for 20 days with COVID in lockdown,
1: man. (laughs) So it's
0: been a tough year, but I survived.
1: (laughs) No, kid, I was just going to ask you that. Like, Has it been scarier? But you got COVID. Did you get it while you were having the chemo?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it uh chemo and radiation drops your immune system to absolutely not zero, but way down. And I think that's kinda how I picked it up, but yeah, I was in the hospital for uh, 20 days, and just that kind of led up to the uh, podcast. I started listening to podcasts while I was in the hospital on cancer, and most of them were just gloom and doom, just people bummed out, no real information. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, there's got to be a lighter side to cancer, because I went into all sorts of funny stuff when I'm getting treatment, running into great people and stuff. So I started interviewing people, talking to him and say, I need at least two funny jokes or two funny things that happened to you when you were getting, you know, going through treatment. And everybody's got something. Uh, the two guys, uh, Mike Wally Walter and Rod Long, that you're going to listen to.
1: And- I think I've worked with Wally Walters.
0: Did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah he's been around for a He does a Don Rickles tribute now. He, he looks like him and he had a hard time writing. Anyway. um <laughs> <laughs> So that's how you get around
1: writer's block is yeah, just do a tribute but, show.
0: Yeah, but we don't we don't make fun of cancer. In the beginning of it, there's some cancer jokes. But I explain to people that I do have cancer, and then we interview people. Uh, you know, talk to them about resources, uh, how they get their treatment. What do they do to keep themselves active and busy? So it's inform- really informative too. And then, I, well, last week we interviewed a guy named Fred, who's one of the technicians. He's a oncologist nurse, and boy, he was so full of great information for people. If you're listening to the podcast, but yeah, and like I said, it's just it's just fun doing it. And everyone I listened to was just kind of gloom and doom. And I thought, I got cancer, but I'm still breathing and kicking, and I got a sense of humor, and that's the main thing. Keep that.
1: Right. So, Mike, what about you? <laughs> I can always count on you. My cheeks would always hurt so bad when we'd go do karaoke after a show. Do you remember that? Do You remember the karaoke? Oh yeah, John
0: Wayne doing. Uh, what was the song I used to do? Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, lost your lover or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. fifty ways to leave. Fifty ways to leave your lover. That that's is it. what
1: that partner.
0: Well, that's the way it is, Buster. Slip out the back, Jack. Most of these kids don't know who John Wayne is now.
1: <laughs> right? That's what we would what? go when we would do the when we would go out karaoke and after a show, there would it would be about half the room of the karaoke bar and they had no clue who we were most of the time. And half <laughs> of the people were just dying at the John Wayne and the other half were so confused at why the other half was laughing so hard. <laughs> Well,
0: it's funny because uh, years ago I used to do a bit in my act that was called Reefer Around the Campfire. And it was Walter Brennan, Jimmy Stewart, Mr. Rogers, Slim Pickens, Charles Bronson, and the whole Cartwright family sitting around a campfire late at night smoking pot back then it was topical this was 35 years ago when i did this those guys were big names jimmy stewart and all the different stuff and i was at giggles in seattle this is about oh probably 10 years ago and it was a big college crowd there and some guy in the back called out do we put around the campfire and i looked at the crowd and i went i did a jimmy stewart impression i said does anybody know who that is one guy in the back goes yeah it's uh, uh is that jimmy stewart <laughs> Yeah, never mind. So what I did was I did my best Abe Lincoln impression.
1: <laughs> you are <were> always topical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nobody does a better Grover Cleveland than I do, pal.
1: <laughs> That's on your poster promoting for the next week. Nobody does a better Grover. <laughs> okay. So you have three types, you said. And the kidney one, that one was just a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: actually, I found out about it about three months ago, but I had the surgery just recently.
1: Okay. On that. Where
0: they, they removed the tumor uh, from there. And uh, when they first told me, I said, it's not a tumor. Anyway, let's move on. No. Um, yeah. And it's just, uh, like I said, three different types of cancer. And they had me on, I did chemo and radiation, and then they took me off chemo and radiation. It did really well. It backed the tumor off out of my lung. And uh, so they started me on what they call immunotherapy, which is, it's like a lighter form of chemo. And then they did a PET scan about a month ago, and they said that the cancer was acting up again. So they got me back on chemo again. But I haven't had bad reactions to it. I mean, uh, uh, the first round I had, maybe a couple days where I was sick. But I'm good now. I mean, I'm up walking. Good. Haven't lost any more of my hair, Mike. You'll notice that. I still have the, uh, this is actually a toupee.
1: <laughs> the horseshoe toupee? Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: kiwi skin.
1: Oh, my. Anyway, God. let's move on. So, uh, so hold it. So, the chemo, you have, it hasn't affected you bad other than the couple days?
0: No. And the doctor uh, is absolutely amazed by that because I'll walk into, this is a funny story. When I first started doing chemo, uh, I don't know if you've ever been close to any of those rooms where they do chemotherapy or any of that. When you go in, there's about 30 chairs in a that'll be these giant recliners. And uh, I walked in the room the first day I was there and I looked around and everybody looked like, I mean, the, uh, it just looked like everybody. Right. So I, I looked at Fred, the guy that I met when I went in the first time and he says, hey, everybody, this is Mick Tyson. He's a comedian. Everybody looks up. I did 15 minutes for the crew. Everybody's sitting there with IDs, ports, everything else. So I did about 15 minutes for them. So every time I go in for chemo, I, I usually do about five minutes for the crowd. <laughs> really? Oh, that's awesome. Captured audience, but no cover charge. <laughs>
1: right. And they can't leave. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> they probably love it now. People probably schedule oh, their fine, appointments yeah. when you're when you're there. <laughs> it
0: was funny. One guy, uh, Kate, was uh, just in visiting, and I was in there doing some bits for him. The guy came walking in, and he said to uh, the oncologist, Dr. Shadri, said, hey, can I switch to Wednesdays?
1: (laughs) (laughs) To get away from you or to get with you? Oh, get with me. Oh, okay. (laughs) He did did one Wednesday and never came back. I don't know what happened. It wasn't me, Mike. (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. So where we're at now is the kidney. They got the tumor away. So that one's good. The prostate. Yep. How did you learn about the prostate? Because that was the first one. So how do you know? about? Well,
0: here's what I tell people. Um, most people um, rely on a PSA test. Are you familiar with that?
1: Uh, is it, uh, I'll let, I'll let you explain it. I believe I it's
0: did. it's a blood test and that's how they check your, the levels of if you've got cancer or if there's anything wrong with your prostate, there are different numbers on it. it goes from one to five. And when they check your blood on that, uh, I always had low numbers, like a one and a one and a half. So they weren't concerned about it. And this is what I tell people. If you've got a doctor that refuses to do the physical test, the old finger up the butt, <laughs> Right. Can we say that on your podcast? Of course. All right. But. I tell people, if your doctor does not do that, and a lot of them nowadays don't want, that's the only way they found it on me. My doctor did the uh, did the test, and he walked into the room, got behind me, and he said, now, Steve, I don't want you to get excited during this exam. I said, my name's not Steve. He says, I know, mine is. Anyway, come on, <laughs> that's funny.
1: And then after, he said, the doctor will be in in a minute.
0: That's that's how that's what I tell people. If you've got a doctor that's not doing the actual physical exam, when you hit your fifties and stuff, that's when most men develop usually prostate cancer or start seeing, you know images of it they did that and then uh, about a month later i started to have a numbness in my right armpit and they took me in uh talked to the doctor about it and he said uh it could be a pinched nerve so that's what they are looking at but then when they did the scan uh they came up they said oh my goodness uh we're not sure what it is so my doctor old style doctor gets this big medical book out and he's thumbing through it and he says well i hope this isn't what you got but it looks like you've got a pen coast tumor which is one in 10,000 get this tumor. So lucky me. So what <laughs> exactly is it? It's a, it's a weird tumor that attaches to uh, either side of your lung. And then with mine, it grew out of the lung and then uh, into the rib cage and wrapped around. That's why I was getting numbness in my forearm and my armpit, because it wrapped around two nerves back there and started choking them off. Well, then when they did the radiation, the chemo, it backed that back into the lung, which is great news. So...
1: Yeah. So you want it back in the lung? Outside is ba- Is yeah. worse?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If it gets out of the lung, it'll start attaching to other things. And then they said that the lung cancer metastasized to the kidney, which means some way or other uh, the cancer of my lung traveled to my kidney also, which they said they never see that.
1: It traveled to your kid. Oh, so that's from what the kidney was? It traveled from the lung?
0: Yeah. It metastasized from the lung to the kidney on that. And then I went in for surgery on that. They removed the tumor. And this is a funny story. You'll get a kick out of this. They removed the tumor. And about a week later, after I was out of the hospital, I go in and I use the facilities. And nothing but blood was coming out. So I called the doctor. And he said, well, if it doesn't stop, he says, you need to go to the emergency room. So I go to the emergency room. And I get in there and out. In Spokane with COVID going on, the emergency rooms were packed. So I had a blockage from my bladder and I, I, it felt like it was going to blow up. So I sat there for about an hour, a little over an hour. And there was a girl in front of me who had a cut on her head because she had a trampoline accident. And then uh, another guy hurt his knee doing something else. I don't know what it was. So I'm sitting there with a full bladder. Finally, I walked up to the desk where everybody's sitting there. I go, hey, who the heck is doing the, uh checking people out in here? I said... The girl's got a cut on her head. Another guy's got a bad knee. I got a bladder that's ready to explode. So guy comes out in the back, and goes, "What's going on?" So I explained it to him. He goes, "You got to come back here." I go, you think?" <laughs> so I go to the back and they uh, do the old catheter up the old wing uh, wing, mm. and I had a liter and a quarter stuck in my bladder. Oh, so they drained me. You didn't know you were going to do a medical show today, <laughs> did you?
1: I love it. Drained it.
0: And then they did another uh, procedure where they went into an artery in my leg and sealed everything up. So everything's fine now. So wow. And I'm peeing great, Mike. Uh,
1: Since it's back in yeah. the lung, is there any chance of it coming back down to the kidney again?
0: Uh, that's what the, they've got me on a new drug called ketruda. And what that is, it's one of the newest uh, forms of chemo out there. And they've taken people that had stage four lung cancer to complete remission. So that's what they're hoping for with me is just working on it. They said they can't cure it, but they can keep it at bay or treat it. Which he said, I asked the doctor when we were in there, you know, how much time do I have? Because this is a scary thing. When I first got the diagnosis, the first thing people do, what do you do when you get a diagnosis, you got cancer? Besides getting drunk? No. Yeah. <laughs> I went home and I Googled Pankos tumor, which was, uh, it said two to five years tops to live. And I'm like, oh my God. So I talked to the doctor again, and I said, "I, I said, you know, yeah, I think you kind of blew smoke up my butt. I said, according to the internet, and he goes, oh, God. He goes, two things you never want to do. He says, don't Google what you got, because he says most of that is gloom and doom. And it is. And I looked at the data, and I think it was like 2012, and uh, whoever wrote the article, but... Yeah, it's been a year, and I'm. I feel good. I'm uh, going out doing. You ever got wall climbing? No. There's a place called Wild Walls where you go up climb walls. Have been doing that.
1: Whoa. 25 feet. Look at you. Did you do any of that stuff before the diagnosis? Never
0: did. Uh, never did any of the uh, the wall climbing. My sister started me on it, and she's 71.
1: <laughs> oh wow.
0: Yeah, but she's in great shape. She climbs and does all sorts of stuff.
1: Awesome. So she's taking you out. Have you noticed? Your outlook on everything is different? Like, is there stuff that you, there's no way you would have done before that now you want to do? Like the rock climbing stuff? Is, it, is there stuff like that?
0: Yeah, uh, there's things that, like I said, I've never thought about it. I've always seen it, you know, just seen it. Uh, then my sister started doing it. It's great exercise. I mean, you do that kind of stuff. You use muscles that you would never use in your life. I mean, leg muscles, arm muscles, fingers, and stuff like that.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, I've got a friend, yeah. Anthony, who's into that big time. Oh, is that right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's really fun. You should try it. It's, it's, I think they've got one in Salt Lake,
1: actually. I think they do. I'm terrified of heights. Even going up a couple rings of a ladder is really difficult <laughs> for me. It's horrible. Like, I can't do... Getting up to put the star on the Christmas tree is, uh, is like a whole thing. And in front of my kids, too, nonetheless. <laughs> You big
0: pussy. <laughs> With what I got going on, you got to keep a positive attitude. Um, exercise, that's one of the main things. I do physical therapy, too, where the first time I walked in, they gave me these little yellow rubber bands or doing this stuff. I think, dude, i I used to work out. I used to box, okay? Let's... Let's get to some exercises. So now we're doing weights and stuff like that, which is great.
1: Oh, that's good. So what does the physical yeah. therapy do? Just keep you active? Keeps the blood flowing? Keeps you
0: active. Yeah, keeps your blood flowing um, and just stretches you out. Like I said, you got to keep limber and uh, just move. And that's kind of what it is. And in the summertime, my wife and I, uh, we, we walk a little bit. Uh, thing We haven't done it for a while, but. Uh, yeah, walking is great for you. Keeps your mind active and keeps you thinking about stuff.
1: You're feeling good enough to do all of it? Yeah, you know, I
0: don't feel sick. I feel absolutely normal. Uh, if I uh, didn't know I had cancer, I'd probably be doing the stuff I did before. You know, wow. I kind of forced into retirement. I couldn't work anymore with what I got going on, so I kind of forced myself into retirement. So,
1: yeah. So you're not doing much comedy. That's how we met with stand-up comedy. You been doing stand-up? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You are doing. I'm stand-up. still
0: doing stand. In fact, we've got a few shows the last uh, two or three months. We've been doing shows different places some of the smaller towns around spokane and all that i set up uh this is really funny i get a call from uh colville which is about 60 miles north of spokane and it was this lady at the eagles club and she said uh we'd be interested in maybe having a comedy show up here i thought oh great a bunch of old guys and girls sitting around playing bingo and stuff this will be exciting so i talked to her and got the gig book and stuff It was a great crowd. I mean, it was people about my age, anywhere from, you know, 35 to 70 up there. And it was a killer crowd. Well, then another club up in Republic, Washington, which is another 50 miles beyond that, called me up. We said, hey, you're doing comedy. But they're great crowds. I mean, like doing a regular comedy club. I was just jacked to do it.
1: Is there anything you have to be careful of with COVID? Obviously, I mean, you've had it, so I don't know if you because you have the antibodies now, but do you have to take more precautions?
0: I got to be careful with the chemo because it drops your immune system down. Um, But I've had this serious form of the chemo Of of the chemo, of the COVID. And then I, uh, they only, uh, told me I needed to do one, one vaccination. So I've been vaccinated and do another booster probably sometime in October. But he said, with the serious form that I got, your antibodies are huge. And then the one shot, but the one shot, uh, knocked me on my ass again, too. Boy, I, I I was thinking I was going to get back, go back to the hospital because it really kicked my butt. And it was just for a day was all it was. So yeah. But Dr. Shadri, my oncologist, said um, just do the one vaccination to get a booster in October. So
1: yeah. How bad was the COVID when you You
0: got mean it? for me or over here?
1: For you, for you personally when you oh. got it. Man, it is
0: the most horrid experience I've ever been through in my life. When I was here at home and I got up in the morning, it was on Halloween, last Halloween actually, and uh, woke up in the morning and felt like absolute crap. And I got up and started to walk and I collapsed. Uh, my wife wanted to take me to the emergency room and we decided, you know what? So they called an ambulance. An ambulance came and picked me up, took me to the hospital. And I told them when we got in there, I said, look, I, I think it's just a reaction to the chemo. I'm doing chemo and radiation and uh the nurse looked at me and said no nah, you've got a pretty good fever going on and she said there's something else going and they tested me and sure enough it was covid mm. and when i went they kept me at the hospital for 20 days and it was called it's like a barometric pressured room that you're in and they had stuff in i mean the, the stuff they put you on is amazing the hoses and everything else. Well, a doctor came in uh, the second night I was there and he said, you've got to get your we've got to get your fever down. And he said, you also got to sit up and start breathing. I said, I can't. I hurt everywhere. He says, if you don't sit up and start breathing, I'm going to have to put you in twilight, which is a mild coma, and then we'll put you on a ventilator. And he said, with your cancer, he says, you won't survive it. And he said, and he looked at me and he goes, if you don't start sit up and start breathing, you're not going to survive here. So Uh I sat up for two nights, just they had a machine sitting in front of me. That had your oxygen levels on it and your uh, um, heart rate. So I sat up one night, all night long, in the bed, breathing, (laughs) and The levels were going up a little bit. And I said, is there any way to keep me from laying down? He goes, yeah, we got a thing called the chair. It attaches to the sides of your bed, and you sit up in bed like this, and you can't lay down. So I did that for another night, and I finally got the oxygen up to about 80. It was 64 when I went in. So that's... Yeah. So I got it up to about 80 and uh, they said that that's fine. Uh, Let's keep doing it. But they kept me on oxygen and all that. But for 20 days, all I had was my cell phone. I could talk to people, you know, outside the hospital, but people would walk in nurses and doctors, but they're all wearing these hazmat suits with these, uh, giant helmets on with a light in the middle of it like that. One morning, you never want to wake me up. I mean, don't get close to me if you're going to wake me up. Uh-huh. And I'm laying in bed, snoozing, and this nurse leans over, way over, him, she says, Mr. Tyson, Mr. Tyson. And I woke up It scared the shit out of me. All I see is this giant head with a light on it. So I reached up to grab her, and she backed off. <laughs> then I figured out what it was. Don't wake me up like that. I said, eh, st- stand back 20 feet and throw something at me. <laughs> but yeah, and then I was in there for 20 days, and uh, when they finally released me, a doctor came down, and he put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, I want you to get on your knees every day and pray, and thank God that you're alive. He said, you should not have made it out of this, and I do that a lot. A lot of praying, a lot of... I, my faith in God has just bloomed, you know, for oh. all that. I don't know how you guys do with that kind of stuff, but yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing.
1: Have you always because I, I don't know if we, I've ever talked to you about it. Has religion always been a big part of it, or have you started it with all of this stuff?
0: I think I, I've always been, like I said, I grew up Catholic, which uh, <laughs> they're, they're a little nutty. <laughs> so, but I've always had a firm belief in God. I mean, uh, as long as I've been alive, I have. And I think this basically increased it a lot when uh, this came around, just thinking about things and some of the stuff that's happened to me, which I should not have lived through, uh, through COVID. I should, I should be dead right now. So yeah. But I got a strong belief, strong faith. How about you?
1: Uh I mean I'm kind of softening to the idea, mostly as I'm getting older, you know, you contemplate yeah. stuff more. And so I want it to be real. So I think it's more wanting to believe it more. But I'm still I still have a hard time with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm not,
0: I'm not some religious nut where I'm walking around standing <laughs> on street corners and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah and I've always had a strong faith. I sh- probably should start doing that, though, you think? <laughs> get a big black hat and grow my beard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can see you've got the voice for it, too. You've got the loud, booming voice for it. I think I'd be great. Give it a try. Give That's it a try here, Nick.
0: As John Wayne. I know you're busy, I checked your schedule, but the devil's down here making himself a fool. Maybe you could exercise his ass to Cleveland somewhere. Hey,
1: that's good though. (laughs) You know, I'm glad you had that to get you through it. And obviously you think that's helped you tremendously with your having your- Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and like everyone, I still have questions. I mean, things I look at and go, "Yeah, I don't know. Right. You know, but uh, it, it's always been, like I said, I grew up Catholic. I just have uh, that implanted in your brain. Right. You know, and then when the Catholic Church kind of went sideways with the, the whole altar boy thing. Sure. I said, you know what? Something's fishy here.
1: So are you a church guy or do you just... You just have your faith and you... I got you know, my faith.
0: That's yeah. basically it. Yeah. You know, I uh, like I said, with church and stuff like that, with COVID, I don't... Uh, if There's a ton of people around. A lot of churches don't believe in masking up. I'm see when I go to the store, I'm out and about, I'll mask up just to make sure. Because like I said, I do
1: not want to get it again, but not be good right do they think you would get it just as hard as you did last time
0: i don't think so and neither do they but i just got to be careful because like i said that is uh, the most horrid thing. i mean i hallucinated i had high fevers i mean uh, It was, it was crazy. And a lot of people say, well, you know, like I said before, it's just the flu. No, it's not even close. Nothing like the flu. It's the most horrid thing I've ever been through.
1: I've heard that. That's pretty common side effect from it is the hallucinations. I've heard that. several People.
0: Yeah. I mean, just horrible stuff. Uh, One day I thought when one of the doctors came in, they were changing one of the uh, bags for my IV and I kept watching him and it looked like he had long, uh, nails on his fingers and he kept reaching up like that. It was like, holy shit, you know, just crazy stuff like that. And that was the fever. I mean, it
1: was, you know, the fever dreams. Is that, uh, I believe that's where the term comes from. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had, I, I remember a lot of them just waking up in a cold sweat and just, wow, what's going on here. And then you'd wake up thinking you're home. And you'd wake up and, holy shit, where the hell am I? And I sometimes I'd forget I was in the hospital. That's how bad it was. It was oh. like, what the hell am I doing here?
1: Oh, that would be terrifying.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Oh. It was no fun. But I'm here now. I'm better. I still have what's left of this.
1: <laughs> you, you got the hair. <laughs> yes. And so, okay, so the podcast, you think of this while you're getting the chemo because you're listening to the other ones and you're like, doom and gloom. We need something a little funner. Yeah. But informative. Yeah. You were talking about it for, um, or whenever we were talking, a month or two ago, um, yeah. you were you were talking about it. So t- t- tell me how this whole thing came together.
0: Well, it was, um, I, I thought about doing a podcast. Like I said, I wanted to get more information on cancer. And somebody told me that there's a lot of, Podcasts out there. I started listening to those, and like I said, most of those were gloom and doom. And I thought, you know what? I have a good buddy of mine that helps me produce the show. His name's Eric, and Eric and I were in radio together years and years ago. We worked at a radio station together. We I had a, a syndicated show called Comedy Cuts, and it was interviewing comedians and having all sorts of different stuff on the air. Well, Eric, uh, we were talking one day, and he goes, "Dude, I got a studio. We could do your podcast." So we started chatting about it stuff, and I thought, you know what, Let, let's do this. And the whole idea behind it was I didn't want to have one of the mamsie pamsy, oh, you poor thing, you got cancer, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't say that, did I? So Eric and I started putting it together, and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be a good idea? Let's do some bad cancer jokes in the beginning and have it sound like a really crappy comedy club, and then we can go into the bit. And that's what we're doing. One of the jokes is, what's 10 feet long and bald? The conga line at the cancer ward. Oh! <laughs>
1: I love it. It's a great idea. and they and you're having guests on every week. So are they they're cancer survivors? and also you had um, some medical professionals on.
0: Yeah, coming up. technicians and doctors. I've got uh, one of my doctors, his name is a radiologist uh, tech. His name is Dr. Shadri. And he's got a buddy that is head of research at the Mayo Clinic in Chicago. And Dr. Charette called uh, this guy, David Marks, and talked to him and wondered if he'd be interested in doing the show. So we're going to interview him in October. And this guy's head of research, cancer research for the Mayo Clinic. He's one of the main guys there. Wow. But we've had uh, we got insurance people. We had a lady with insurance on because a lot of people, when you get cancer, you don't know where to go or what to do. Right. My bill just for the COVID in the hospital was a hundred and forty-eight thousand bucks.
1: Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. And you know, the, the insurance I had, uh, took care of most of it. And then I had a huge bill with the hospital and I talked to the lady at the hospital and she, she said, what can you afford to pay? I said, well, how about a dollar a month? <laughs> and she said, I can't, I can't accept that. I said, that's what I can give you right now. A dollar a month. You're right?" And, uh, but they, Talked to me. I filled out some forms for them. And they, they wrote off the rest of the bill,
1: which was great. They wrote off the rest of the bill? Yeah. And so yeah. you're kind of helping people navigate that?
0: Yeah. Uh, last week, we interviewed a guy named Fred, who's the guy I talked about earlier. He's a, uh, it's called an RN chemotherapy doctor. A nurse is basically what he is. But they've got specialized. And boy, he put out some really good information. And a funny guy, too. I mean, we told him you need some... He's one of us, actually. He came in and was just, you know, hey, let's do this, let's do this, let's do that. That was a life again. Yeah, I know. I saw. <laughs>
2: I've been listening, and this is true stuff. I'm so happy to hear uh, that Nick is, like, really just
1: putting it out there. It's been hard on him. I can't imagine. Now, do me a favor. Get your
2: hands on the business end in that vacuum. <laughs>
1: That's my favorite thing, to ruin a sweet Lynn, moment.
2: Lynn is my best
0: support. I mean, my wife is the coolest person in the world. She puts up with my bullshit <laughs> and just support and everything else is just, she's amazing.
1: And I imagine that's helped also exponentially oh, throughout the whole process.
0: 100%. We've been married 30 33 years coming up in January, so yeah. Really? In a row.
1: <laughs> All consecutively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. And all your kids are grown up now, too?
0: Yep. Grown up and gone. Uh, my daughter still lives here in Spokane, so does my son and all that.
1: Here she comes
2: again.
0: Thank you, my Lord. She hates me all the time. Don't don't <laughs> believe all this.
2: I'll cut your hair later. <laughs> i am just waiting to see how many.
1: <laughs> so um, the podcast you were talking about, the uh, technician... Oh yeah. He, uh, just
0: gave a lot of good information to people, things that people don't know about, um, how to keep yourself healthy. I mean, just great information. Um, you know, keep yourself healthy, exercise, things to do, drink lots of fluids, stuff like that. But he just, he, and this guy gets so attached to people. He actually broke down crying. We were talking about one of his patients that he had, because you you get connected with people when you're doing that. You see him come in with the cancer. Some make it, some don't. And he was talking about this one patient. Boy, he cheered up and just he said, "I got to take a break for a minute." Oh. And you know, just that kind of stuff, but really touching interview, but some really funny stuff out of him, too. You got to hear it. His name is Fred Mans.
1: How often yeah. are new episodes coming out every week? Uh, yeah, we do. Right now, we've got.
0: One, two, three, four. We got six in the can. We've released three. I think he's going to put mics up today. And then we're going to release all of them next week, the ones we have. Um, I've got a uh, another interview with the doctor I told you about. He'll be next in, in October, probably about the second week of October. But uh, yeah, it's going to be good. And like I said, people listen to it, it's brand new. I mean, uh, just you know, just getting up off the ground and all that. How long have you been doing Peaky Pod?
1: Uh, I started it up. Um, I think it was like uh, June, April, May, June, May, like May, April. <laughs> I don't know, somewhere around there. Not long, but June, July, August, whatever it was. <laughs> it was one of the months of the year. Uh, I know that. Uh- That's funny.
0: <laughs> what networks do you on? You want all of them, or? Uh-
1: yeah, most of them. I oh, I just got it up on Amazon and Audible, and then Apple, Spotify, uh, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and then um, and then there was I'm missing. I'm missing like one or two, but I got it up oh. on those. Are you using like a host? Yeah. Eric knows more about that end of it than I do. Right. I
0: just talk a lot. I do usually
1: have people on. Usually. I mean, the average is probably around 45 hour.
0: We do ours usually about 45 minutes is basically. I know with Rod Long, I think we're about almost an hour. Oh, it's nice.
1: Nice. Yeah, I'm going to listen. I'm excited to hear it. I think it's an awesome idea for a podcast. I think it's great.
0: Yeah. And like I said, whether it, it's it's informative when you first listen in the beginning, you hear the bad uh, the the bad comedy club and some uh, cancer jokes, and some people might raise their eyebrows. What's this all about? But we explain that I know of what I speak. I can talk about cancer, and if I don't want to make fun of it. I'll make fun of it. Hell yeah. I'm not making fun of your cancer. I'm making fun of my cancer.
2: Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: Which I, which And God forbid you get the cancer.
1: (laughs) Exactly. People need to lighten up a little bit and have a little bit of fun. Enough of this. Yeah. You know, exactly. All right, buddy. Uh, I know you got to run. Um, We got to do, because I want to talk to you about comedy and stuff. So we got to do another one that we didn't get get into today. So
0: anytime, um, let me know. Like I said, I'm free most days. Uh, but yeah, let me know anytime you want to do it, bud cool hey what if we did it
1: when you were at the studio
0: next well you know what that'd be great let me uh let me talk to eric because he's actually if you can meet eric too i can get eric involved in it we can kind of talk back and forth that'd be wonderful cool yeah
1: yeah all right i'll talk to eric today and find out what what's good for you i mean for the most part i can pretty much do whenever so
0: but yeah that'd be great i'd love to have eric on there because then we can talk about comedy and everything else
1: too yeah say, say goodbye to my loving wife it was a pleasure to meet you if you ever want to
2: know the behind the scenes story this guy isn't always funny yes i am he's always funny he's not always funny (laughs) yes you are yes you are he's not always funny i want to say one thing the strength that this man has to keep just that vibe going and be himself through all of this is just such an encouragement and I think that that's important for people to understand whatever you're going through, be yourself, be yourself, lay it out there. I was not happy about hearing like the bad jokes about cancer because it affected me like in a different way. I've been like sitting back here listening to the entire interview and I think that you caught him. You really caught Nick, you know, in that. That's a beautiful thing. So... What oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you know, and if they grow or not?
1: Well, thank you. No, he's a great guy, and it has not changed him at all. Like he acts the same as I remember when we were doing comedy, you know, a million years ago. And Michael
0: was always yeah, my favorite. Yeah. I mean, Michael was always my
1: favorite. Oh, Nick. Oh, man. I've missed you, man. Uh, it's so good catching up with you, yeah, and I'm so glad you. you're you're kicking some ass.
0: Yeah. Miss you guys, too, buddy. Let's do a, I'll send you a message. I'll talk to Eric. But, yeah, let's do something on the comedy end, too. Cool. You remember the old joke about the maid coming to the door? Uh, maid knocks on the door and says, mind if I come in and clean up? I said, sure. She took a shower and left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got
1: Here's a rim shot.
0: Come on. Hold on.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> can't beat that. No, you can't beat that. That's a perfect place to end. Love you, buddy. All right. Love you too, buddy. It was so good to talk to you and see you, and uh, we'll uh, talk again. I'll message you. We'll get that put together. Awesome. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks, Nick, Michael. Nick Tyson. Thank you. See you, buddy. Bye-bye, oh, bud. See ya.